What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I am super excited to dive in. We're going to do a little Q&A today. I had posted a question box on my Instagram story because I really wanted to extend my heart out to my audience. You know, like, how can I support you? What are you going through? How can I support your heart? You know what I mean? So I'm going to be going over three questions that I received, not even just questions, but just kind of scenarios that a few of you are going through. So we're going to be diving into what it means to heal your heart. And when it comes down to like from healing from a past relationship, for example, or we're going to be diving into where to really start when it comes down to like wanting to open up your heart again. So that's going to be one. We're going to be diving into a little bit of inner child work and then also how to balance having a really solid relationship with yourself and taking care of yourself while also balancing your responsibilities. So this one in particular was a business owner, another coach, I'm assuming another online coach. And you know, when things are just kind of hitting the fan, when life is just hitting you left and right, how do you show up for yourself while also showing up for your business? So these are such good questions. I think honestly, every single one I can resonate with. So I'm excited to dive in. And I think this is, these are just topics that so many people can honestly resonate with. And you're probably going to take away a lot from these topics and these questions just to be able to apply into your own journey. So let's dive in. The first one is how do you try loving again after you've developed new patterns? Where do you start? So definitely, I feel like there would need to be a little bit more context with this one, but I'm assuming that if you have, like I was saying before, if you have healed your heart, if you've healed from a past relationship, maybe it was abusive, maybe it was toxic, narcissistic, whatever it was, like your heart becomes blocked off. Like it is so difficult to open your heart again to other people, but also like to yourself, like you like we tend to blame ourselves, right? We tend to blame ourselves for what we might've done wrong or our partner would have treated us differently if we did this instead, if we looked like that instead, right? So we tend to take on a lot of blame and with that comes shame and comes a lot of guilt. So let's say you took some time to learn what it means, what to really learn what a healthy love looks like, what a healthy relationship looks like. And I would say where to start is how can you apply that love? How can you apply those new patterns to yourself and to your relationship with yourself, right? So again, let's say if you want to attract a specific partner, let's say obviously the goal is not to be in an abusive relationship anymore. It's not to be in a toxic relationship anymore. Like a relationship is a two-way street, right? Like it takes two to really make it work. But if you know you don't want to go back to the old patterns that maybe you were in or that you experienced from the other person, become the partner that you want to be and be that person for yourself. So if you want a partner who is compassionate, who is loyal, who's honest, who's communicative, right? Who's transparent, who isn't, you know, avoidant, like they are here to really listen and work through 
conflicts and work through maybe disagreements in a really healthy and productive way, how can you do that for yourself? Like how can you develop a relationship with yourself where you're being compassionate, you're being gracious, you know, you're holding space for yourself. Like for example, a lot of times, like let's say we get mad at ourselves for handling something in a specific way, or maybe like we forgot to do something. We are so quick to judge ourselves and we're so quick to just beat beat up on ourselves. So when that happens, how can you start to communicate to yourself differently? How can you hold space for yourself differently rather than going to, you know, the anger and the frustration and the, and the resentment and like just feeling ashamed for of yourself for, you know, handling something or maybe not doing something in a way that maybe you would have expected to, right? So it really just starts with how you treat yourself. I've said this before, right? People only love you as much as you love yourself. So how can you take these patterns and apply them to you? Now, let's say you've done that, right? Let's say your relationship with yourself has flourished like so healthy. You are like just so tight with you and your heart. Like you got, you're just good. And you are afraid of ruining that. Like you're afraid if you let anyone in that they're just going to break that trust. They're just going to break your heart like, all over again, right? So that really comes down to not projecting a past experience or past relationship onto someone new, right? Like think about it. Like it, when you go on a first date, you're not going to expect to be in a full-blown relationship right away. It comes down to communicating. So with you developing new patterns, you're going to have new standards. You're going to have very specific values and boundaries, at least I would hope. So how can you communicate that early on when you're starting to date someone or when you're starting to get some know, get to know someone? Like how can you share what your values are, what your boundaries are, what you require? Like set the standard from the jump. Set, set the standard right away with the other person because then they're going to understand your expectations and they're going to understand where you're coming from and what you require. And if they align with that, cool. Like if they have questions, if maybe they don't talk it out, but you aren't going to know unless it's fully communicated, unless you're being transparent. So it's really going to come down to not being afraid to open up your heart again and not projecting a past relationship onto someone else. Because I actually was talking about this with a friend of mine because I am guilty of this. Okay. Like I, my heart will very easily close off because I'm so terrified of being hurt again in a friendship and a relationship. So I sometimes write this story, like I have the tendency to write this story and this is self-sabotage that anyone that comes into my life is going to hurt me eventually. Like they're just going to turn on me eventually. And that's not fair. That is not fair to me. And that's definitely not fair to that person that never hurt me. Right. So it's not, you cannot project something that you experience from someone else onto a new person. So that is what I would say for this question. It's really about like, you know, really honing out on the relationship with yourself, taking those new patterns and applying them to yourself. And if you've nailed that, then practice opening up your heart and communicating what those standards are in a new relationship. So moving on to the next one. I love this one because inner child work is something that I really just am so passionate about when it comes to like my own journey and just supporting my clients through that. So this question was how to work on your inner child if you don't know what part of it needs the work. So this is a little bit loaded as well because 
you know, if you know your inner child is hurting and you don't really know where to start, maybe you've never even dove into inner child work before. I think the most important thing is kind of start with, you know, the basics or kind of like the easy steps first. It's like, what memories can you pinpoint from your childhood that you know maybe were negative? So starting with the memory, starting with like what you know, emotions do you remember feeling like when you were triggered as a kid, you know, maybe when you got in trouble as a kid, like what did that look like? What did that feel like? Go take yourself back to those memories. Like take yourself back to when you specifically remember being triggered as a child. So that's going to be one just to help you kind of see which memory, what age, like that's a big one. If you don't know where to start, you have to understand like what age is carrying the most hurt? What age is most wounded? Like, for example, a lot of people will experience, you know, from the age of like six to eight, six to 10, even that is where like the inner child is really, really hurting. So, you know, start there. Like when you were six years old, what do you remember? What can you go back and bring up to your memory, bring to the surface that you experienced? You know, what were you around? Who were you around? How were you treated? How were you spoken to? How did your parents treat you? How did, you know, the people in your life to you? Did you have siblings? Did you have friends? Did you have classmates? Did like, how did you exist around these people? Same thing from the ages of seven, eight, nine, and 10. You know, what do you remember experiencing? And I think the biggest one too, is after kind of like going around the age that you, that like comes to mind. And that I will say something too, when you drop in, like if you know that there's a part of you hurting, if you know like, okay, my inner child needs some work, like I know that for a fact, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. And when I, even if like you can do this right now, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to drop in. I want you to get comfortable, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths and kind of just like relax your body, relax into the moment. Now, when you think of a version of you, baby you, your child, your inner child, what comes to mind? What version of you comes to mind? Where are you? What are you wearing? What is your facial expression? Are you around anyone? Are you by yourself? Does this version see present you right now? How do they feel in your presence? So that is a really good exercise. This is exactly what I take my clients through on our one-on-one sessions when we're trying to connect to their inner child. And then let's say nothing came up. I don't know what came up. Well, what if something, what if you knew, like, again, dropping back in to a version of you that is feeling wounded, that is feeling heavy, that is feeling hurt. If you did know what version of you, if you did know what part of you, who would it be? What would it be? And kind of see what comes up for you. So again, like it's, it's definitely about dropping in and letting your body communicate with you. If you're so used to being in your mind and kind of just like trying to figure everything out and analyze everything, we got to practice getting into the body. So drop into your body. Like where do you feel the most tension? Usually for the inner child, it's in your chest and it's in your throat. Sometimes it can be in the sacral. Sometimes it can be in the root, so your lower back, but really tune in to the sensation that's coming up in your body and tap into that. 
like go back in time. Like what age is coming up for you? What what scene is coming up in the mind's eye? Where are you? What are you wearing? What's your facial expression? Start there and just get familiar with that version of yourself. So that is the first one. If you don't really know what part of it needs the work, um, or even if you don't know like what version of your inner child needs the work. So it's really about dropping in. And I, again, like I don't have enough context to tell you what to do next, but that's a really big starting point is really understanding and getting familiar with the version of you that is carrying the wound, that's carrying maybe the heavy emotion, the intense emotion, and really familiarizing it within your body. Like where are you carrying it in your body? Now, what would you describe that sensation? Is it a pain? Is it a sharp pain? Is it a throb? Does it feel tight? Like really identify it. And then again, where is it in your body? What would, how would you describe it? What color does it have? Like these are all things that are going to tell you about what this wound actually is. So I feel like this is a whole nother episode that I could dive into about like how to meet the inner child and what, you know, certain things mean. But as far as where to start, that I would say is the starting point as far as like the con for the context that I have. So I hope that does help. And anyone else that is in an inner child healing journey, this is a really big step for you is really understanding what version of you is hurting, but you also have to build a relationship with them. So that's another one too, actually, that I don't want to skip over is building a relationship with that version of you. Because a lot of times when the moment we discover, oh shoot, my inner child needs work, they're angry at you. Like just to give you my personal experience, when I first started diving into inner child work, she had the meanest, grumpiest, angriest face on her, like look on her face when I first dropped in and actually saw her. She was not happy with me. She did not want me to hug her, didn't want me to come near her. Like she was so pissed at me. And I had to nurture her. I had to, you know, slowly allow her to feel safe in my presence. And this might sound woo woo, corny, cheesy, whatever. Like if you're serious about diving into your inner child, you have to create that safe space. You have to build a relationship with that little baby you. Because again, you're a child. She's vulnerable. She doesn't know anything. She just knows that she doesn't feel good and she doesn't know why. And she doesn't know why she was left alone. She doesn't know, she doesn't understand why she was abandoned. So it's your job as her big sister to go back, nurture her, build that trust and that rapport with her like build that relationship with her and she needs to feel safe around you because she's going to communicate with you. That's another big step. Now it's all coming to me. That's another big step. She is going to let you know where to start. She's going to let you know what she's feeling. But also this is what I do in my one-on-one sessions with my clients is like I guide them specifically through a like visualization with meeting their inner child. Of course, after we've done a little bit of work, there's a little bit more context in what they've experienced, what they know they need to uncover. And their inner child literally communicates with them. It literally lets them know what the problem is, how they're feeling, what they need. And then we're able to build that nurturing relationship from there. So that is what I would say for the inner child and kind of just really starting to build a relationship and nurturing so that way you can kind of unlearn a lot of the the hurt and the wounds that that are present there. 
And the last question, so this one, who I resonate with this so much and I'm so happy somebody submitted this. So how do you show up for your business and work in confidence while life is lifing? What do you do to balance your relationship with self and maintain client satisfaction? I feel like I have to shut everything out and go MIA until I feel better, but I want to change that. Oh my goodness. Do I resonate with this? Like I... I will say like just to kind of dig a little bit deeper into this question like it's so common for people to feel like this like they feel like I'm not my best self life is lifing right now life is throwing so many curveballs at me so therefore like how do I even show up for other people how do I even nurture them how do I coach them this is such a big like this is such a big deal because so many people so many business owners and like again I'm assuming that this is a coach. I'm assuming this is another coach, this is another online coach. This is so common in the online space. Like we feel like we have to meet a standard for us to operate as our best selves and then be able to show up in our business, but more so for our clients because we feel ashamed, right? Like we're here coaching our clients and the moment something happens, we're like, who the hell are we to even coach them? Or who are the hell are we to even be there for them? Because we're feeling like this right now. We can't even be there for ourselves right now, right? So I don't know if that resonates, but that's definitely something that I've struggled with in the past and definitely have some tools in my toolbox that really can support this dynamic with balancing, showing up for yourself, you know, prioritizing your relationship with yourself, but also showing up for the responsibility of your business and especially your clients and making sure that you're, they, they always come first. So couple directions I want to take this one in, but I think the the biggest one, like when it comes to like, how do you maintain, going back to the question, I actually just swiped out of it. Um, what do you do to balance your relationship with yourself and then maintain client satisfaction? So starting with like how I even just stay grounded, I stay rooted within myself. Some basic things here that is really easy to let kind of fall to the wayside when we're not feeling good and when life is kind of throwing things at you is sticking to a routine no matter what. And that doesn't necessarily mean the same routine. Like if you, like for example, I usually wake up, I journal, I meditate. Now I'm actually starting to read, but like I just have like a very specific routine. Then I start working, then I'll take a break and work out like boom, boom, boom. Like it's really just every single day. It's like the same routine, right? that might not be my routine when life is kind of throwing something at me. That doesn't mean I'm not still following a routine. It doesn't mean I'm definitely doesn't mean I'm not still doing the, the things that I know are going to allow me to, to be in my energy and tap into my energy and understand what it is that I need. So routine is huge. Like not allowing yourself to just like throw your self care and throw yourself out the window because life is just not making you feel good. Right. And, Focus on a routine that allows you to show up for yourself, but also builds up your confidence a little bit. It could be as simple as doing your makeup in the morning, like taking those extra 10 to 15 minutes to do your makeup, to do your skincare, to do your hair. So that way when you're showing up, like you're still doing something that's going to allow you to feel good. The best thing that I do for myself anytime that I have a day that I'm kind of feeling low or, you know, maybe I am going through something, um, still getting ready in the morning. Like I don't allow myself to just like throw like whatever comfy clothes on and then just like go about my day, like maybe the first hour or so. But then I do put on usually an outfit. I still 
stay in comfort, but I throw on an outfit that like I I like, like I feel good in. I do my hair. I do my skincare routine. I'll put a little bit of makeup on and like I just know that I'm taking care of myself and I'll kind of, this is going to kind of like lean into the client part, but when it comes down to balancing like yourself and balancing like maintaining client satisfaction, just because you're going through something doesn't mean that you're no longer a coach anymore, right? Like flip the perspective on your client side. If your client comes to you and they're like expressing, they're venting, there's so much going on in their life. Just because they're going through something and maybe not following protocol and just not really feeling that good, that doesn't mean that they're not your client anymore, right? So making sure that you're showing up for the responsibility as their coach to be there for them. If you're doing weekly check-ins, for example, knowing that like if you are going through something right now and like you reach the day that you're doing your client check-ins, that is the one day a week that your clients get to see your face. So if you're going through something, again, sticking to routine, like doing the things that make you feel really good, like doing something that fills your cup before you dive into work, before you dive into your clients, doing something that's going to really fill up your energy, like cat, like bring your energy up, like uplift you. So that way, when you go to start working, you go to answer client messages, you go to record a client check-in, like, again, that is the one time a week that they probably see your face. Make sure you're giving them that energy that they deserve. Make sure you're hyping them up. Make sure you're giving them the feedback they deserve to succeed and to continue showing up as their best self in their program, right? So being the version of you that you need to be for yourself for them as well. So that is actually something that really, really carried me through a really tough time that I was going through, honestly, this fall, like it, like October was such a rough month for me. The thing that really allowed me to carry myself through and move through to still have a responsibility to show up for my business, do it confidently, show my face and show up for my clients. Like they wouldn't even know, they would not even know anything was going on because I prioritized myself, right? What I would tell myself is I, I need to be the version of me who would be on the other side of this. I need to be showing up as her now. Because my clients are probably going to go through the same thing one day. How would I coach them through that? So I coached myself mentally, emotionally, physically. I, I moved myself through the pain and through the discomfort and through what I was just going through because I knew how am I going to show up for my clients when they go through this? How am I going to know how to coach them? It, it's literally about self-leadership. This entire question, your answer to this is having and maintaining self-leadership for yourself so you can also spill that same energy into your clients because they're going to feel that energy like they are like we are going to be able to tell i shouldn't say we they are going to be able to tell if something is a little bit off if you're not taking care of yourself unless you're really good at hiding that because i know some people can kind of just are very high functioning in that way but it's really about like self, like leading yourself through something so that way you can be that for your clients as well. And that's going to come from really filling your cup and sticking to the routines that you know really support you. And, and, and going into the second half of this too, I feel like I have to shut everything out and go MIA until I feel better, but I want to change. So oof, this is what I heard in, <clears throat> excuse me. This is what I heard at church, I believe it was, and it, it has stuck with me ever since. But the quote is, you don't have to be healed 
to heal. So to translate that is like, just because you're going through something, just because life is something, life is throwing something at you, just because you're not in a position that you necessarily want to be in and it's uncomfortable does not mean that you can't still show up for someone else, that you can't still support them, that you can't still nurture them and be there for them and pour into them and quote unquote heal them. Not to say that you're a healer, but just going off of that phrase, just because you're going through a time doesn't mean you can't still extend yourself and extend your heart to someone else. So that doesn't mean putting them first and again, putting yourself to the wayside, but it means how can you lead yourself through a really tough time and have that integrity towards your relationship with yourself while also showing up for your people? Like you're, you have a responsibility to serve your people, to show up for your business. So how can you lead yourself through that as well? And there's so many things too that you can do to really support this. I mean, sometimes it's talking about it. Like instead of like, if you feel like you have to go MIA, what version of you, what part of you are, are you maybe trying to hide from the world? What part of you are you maybe a little bit ashamed of that you feel like, okay, let me hide. Let me kind of just hibernate for a second and kind of get my shit together so I can show up again. It's like, what are you feeling ashamed of? Like what shadow do you feel like you have to hide for you to then come back and then be yourself, right? It's really going to be about understanding like this stuff is going to happen sometimes, but that doesn't mean you put a pause on the responsibilities that you have, especially when it comes to something like coaching. Like your clients don't stop being your clients when they're going through something. So you never stop being their coach either. So when you feel like you aren't your best self and you feel like you need to hide and you feel like you need to, you know, kind of just like slip away until you do feel better. Like that's something that I really want you to drop into a little bit. Kind of going back to my question is like, what are you trying to hide? Or is there a little bit of shame? Is there a little bit of guilt that you have towards yourself when you're maybe going through something that you're not necessarily proud of? And I'm not saying like you did something or anything like that. It's more so the byproduct of when we feel like we're going through something, we usually have a negative relationship with ourselves. Like it's kind of going back to conditional love. We love ourselves and we're thriving. We're showing up consistently in our business. And we have all of this momentum when things are going great. But the moment the ball drops, we feel like we don't, we're not as worthy and we're not as capable. So that's kind of what I mean by maybe having a little bit of shame and, and, and guilt and stuff like that. But when that's happening, you know, ask yourself, what would it look like if you allowed that part to communicate with you? Maybe that part needs to teach you something, right? And kind of going back to the idea of self-leadership, it's, you know, what do you need? What shadow maybe is coming up when life is throwing things at you that needs a little bit of healing, needs a little bit of attention and nurture because your clients are going to experience something very similar. So how would you coach them through still showing up for themselves and their goals while they're still going to work and taking care of their family? It's like, it's literally about being a coach. Like you are a coach for a reason because you care, you want to serve your people. So how are you going to serve yourself through the same thing? Now, just to kind of touch on that a little bit more when it comes down to, you know, having confidence in doing so, it's really going to be about conviction. Like if you have a vision and 
you know, your business is your baby. I'm just assuming that you love being here. You love owning a business. You love coaching your clients. Stay convicted in your vision. Return back to the vision. That's the biggest thing. Like to do it confidently, to show up and continue showing up. It's really about returning back to the vision because it's not about you. It's about the vision. It's about the purpose. It's about the impact. And it's about the community that you're building so that you're impacting them. And then that's just going to be a ripple effect from there. So I think that's my biggest key when it comes to showing up and still having confidence in yourself, still having confidence in your ability to succeed and still move through a really, really tough time is always returning back to the vision, the intention that you set out to have the business, to have the clients in the first place. And that is going to probably allow you to show up for yourself as well because you know you need to be the best, not necessarily the best version of you, but you need to be able to show up for your people. I keep saying the same thing, but it really is that. Like it's really about leading yourself and going back to the vision and going back to your intention so you can show up for them just as much as you show up for you. So that is wrapping up the Q&A for today. I loved going through these questions. I love receiving them. I love just being able to support you guys and just open my heart up to you and vice versa. Thank you for anyone that submitted these questions, for anyone that was anonymous. Like I really, really appreciate you opening your heart to me. I hope this was helpful. I hope you're able to take away some tangible things, some action steps to apply into your journey. And let's have a conversation about it. If you're listening, if you're tuning in and you did submit a question, or even if you are tuning in and you resonate with this, my DMs are always open. Feel free to message me. I would love to extend even more support out to you. Like, this is what I'm here for. This is my purpose. This is my, my, what I'm convicted in is just being here for you and extending my heart here for you. So gratitude to everybody that's tuning in. I definitely want to make sure I'm doing like an episode, a Q&A like this, probably about once a month. So there will be more question boxes. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you head over there or even just, again, message me. And I'm so down to open up more topics on this show and dive into the things that you guys are really going to benefit from. So my heart is so full. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. And I will catch you on the next episode.